0: Here's your host, Radical Russ Melville.
2: Good day, tokers and tokettes and non toking lovers of liberty. It is Tuesday, March 1st, 2016, and it's got to be 420, somewhere in the world. I just landed at Portland International Airport, just to have time to get you a pre-recorded show. Today, I'm going to play you all my highlights from Marvin Washington, Ricky Williams, and Jim McMahon representing the Gridiron Cannabis Coalition for Medical Marijuana for NFL Athletes. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. Radical Russ here at day two of the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo, and I'm sitting in the media room with former NFL player Marvin Washington. Hi, Marvin. Hi. Tell folks uh, a little bit about your background, where you went to college, some of the teams you played for. Uh, well,
0: I went to college right now. I went to University of Idaho, uh, and then I was lucky enough to get drafted. I played 11 years in the NFL. I played eight with the um, New York Jets. Two with the San Francisco 49ers. picked up a Super Bowl championship with the Denver Broncos in 1998.
2: When were you uh, attending University of Idaho? Uh, late 80s. Late 80s. Yeah, so. Head coach was Keith Gilbertson. So uh you are part of the reason my beloved Boise State Broncos got whooped thirteen years in a row. You <laughs> I were was, I was part of that, huh? We back right. sure did. Yeah, I was Yeah, I, I was the uh Buster Bronco mascot my freshman year and how I how remember. Are you? Yeah, I remember being being down there in the field just I I think that first year was like a sixty something to thirteen blowout at Bronco Stadium. It was crazy. You no, know, I'm really happy for, for Idaho football and state Idaho. Yeah and,
0: uh, I think Boise State is doing a wonderful job, and there's even talk of them joining the uh, Big 12 as as they expand this summer, and and that's that's huge.
2: That really needs to happen for sure. Let's talk a little bit about why you're here, because I understand you've got a lot of big news with respect to athletes and medical cannabis and what you're working on. Tell our listeners about it.
0: Of course. We're going to be the first company that comes out with the product that uh qualifies under anti-doping policies of uh, the world anti-doping association that's a cannabis product uh it has no cb it has no thc in it and there are 207 banned substances on, on the water list we don't have any of those substances so we can market this to all four major leagues we can market to uh major league uh soccer college players high school players uh of all sports and so this is this is big and and uh We're going to have this in
2: the major leagues next year. That's excellent. The uh, World Anti-Doping Authority, of course, covers uh, the Olympic sports, the uh, amateur athletics and such, and they recently raised their metabolite threshold from 15 nanograms to 150. And part of why they said that is we don't want to be catching guys that may have smoked a joint weeks ago. We're really concerned about in-competition. How is that argument playing with the NFL and some of the NCAA and some of these leagues have a little harsher stance on this. Well, I think
0: they've, uh, you know, you see some of the uh, major colleges and, and, and conferences that have more more of, of treatment instead of suspension. And that's going to happen. And the NFL went from 15 nanograms to 35 nanograms. And, you know, they have a test once a year. And so it's not a drug test to me. It's an intelligence test. You know, uh, also, um, uh, The the thing about the ML, they they know they're dealing with 20-year-olds coming out of college. So they know what percentage of their their guys are smoking. But they're aware of Medical Marijuana Inc. They're aware of the the subsidiary companies that are in there, and they're aware of the work that we're doing. Uh, I got involved because it deals specifically with CTE, um, and we have the patent. To, and, and the that we got from the NIH that, that CBD has has, has neuroprotected, uh, acts as a neuroprotective antioxidant for the brain in relationship to the NFL's industrial disease, which is CTE.
2: Yeah, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. This uh, disease you can't even tell someone's got it until after they've died. They have to do an autopsy. Exactly.
0: And so uh, we don't want to see any more players, you know, abusing their wives. We don't want to see any um, any more players abusing opiates and pharmaceuticals and we don't want to see any other player go off and kill themselves.
2: This, of course, got a lot of uh, play, a lot of attention due to uh, Jovan Belcher, the suicide in in Kansas City, uh, Junior Sayow, uh, many players who have dealt... Yeah, yeah, that have dealt with these issues, and it's becoming more and more uh, on the league's radar. Uh, Will Smith was just in a movie, Concussion, that talked about the doctor who discovered CTE. But yet Roger Goodell, and the you know, NFL commissioner, uh, continues to say, well, our people say and our people still need research, and if the research points us that way, what's it going to take to push them over the edge on this? They're finally going to recognize the research that you and I and a lot of people at this conference are aware of.
0: Well, I think this is a movement. And as it goes along, the states, you know, more states legalize it or for, for, for medical use and recreation. I think as the country moves, the NFL is going to move. The biggest thing that I'm hoping for is it gets reclassified or decriminalized, and the NFL will have to deal with it. But for Roger Goodell to say we're following the science, they need to lead the science, you know, because if a, an entity like the NFL that's the biggest sports league in the world uh, gets behind this, then, you know, they'll take a lot of other – other They take college with them, they take high school with them, and then they take the other sports leagues with them. They need to research this. They want to deny, and I understand that, or mitigate uh, uh, CTE, but they need to get behind this. They had a wonderful opportunity to do it independently and and fund the NIH, but they had veto power, so they they didn't do it with Dr. Bob Stern because he was a a critic, and and he's one objective to the uh, concussion lawsuit. Tell you about the concussion lawsuit, that, that all players should be pissed off how do you have a concussion lawsuit and you leave out CTE? Yeah. You, you write it totally out and that's why the the lawsuit came about. So the NFL, if they want to get serious about it, show
2: us the money. Yeah, no doubt about that. Now the NFL and other sports leagues currently are testing and banning cannabis as a controlled substance, as an illegal drug, as something morally you shouldn't do or something that might be dangerous to you. As the, as the world changes and people recognize this for its medical value, do you wonder? Well, let's just look at it this way: the past three Super Bowls, the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks have been in two of them each, and one, one of them each. And those are the two places where it's legal. Do you think they might start trying to say cannabis is a performance-enhancing drug? No, they can't. They, they can't do that. And one of the things
0: that I want people to do is, you know, get rid of ideology, get rid of the moral basis and whatever, and just follow the science. Follow the science; you're going to come to a logical conclusion. But because it, it is there, uh, it's helping kids that have these epileptic strokes and seizures. Helping kids with auto- autism. It's helping soldiers coming back with these, with PTSD and uh, these traumatic brain injuries. So let's study this deal. Let's recla- re- re- reclassify, reschedule it because there has been the NIH has sent out over 500 million dollars out of this country to other countries for them to study the science of marijuana from Spain to Israel to all over. Let's keep that money here. Yeah. Let's make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Trump was in this building just <laughs> yeah, a couple
2: days yeah, ago, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're speaking with Marvin Washington and, uh, do you have uh, you gave me a card, but I put it in my pocket here. What is the company you're working with?
0: Hemp uh, Med Sports. It's a subsidiary of Medical Marijuana Inc. And, you know, you can see all the companies that are underneath that umbrella. We're going to build a website for, for athletes, for all ages. And the thing is, is that I know about CBD, but I know the benefits of THC too. Let me say that. Yeah. And if there's ever a league that needs to uh, uh, experiment or let their players use. Uh, the cannabis plant for pain relief, is the NFL. Yeah. I, I, the
2: first step in the concussion protocol should be taking the guy back to the locker room for a volcano vaporizer bag full of cannabinoids. Uh, 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 of course. But not only
0: that, you know, the biggest issue with the NFL is, like, I've seen guys leave the NFL addicted to pain pills. Mm. And I've never seen them addicted to, leave the game addicted to
2: marijuana. That was a big issue with uh, Brett Favre back in the day when he
0: exactly. had his pain exactly. pill addiction. There's, there's, there's a bunch of – he's not the only one. And, you know, I was telling my sister on the way over here, and it's like, you know, the most dangerous thing about marijuana is It's being caught with it. That's it, especially in, in states like Texas. That's yeah. the most dangerous thing, that is being caught with it. But they let their kids go out there with their de- undeveloped brain, put on a helmet, run into each other, take these hits, 600 hits. Average high school players take 620 hits a season at the impact of 30, 35 miles an hour. And you're letting them do this. But you don't want to find or research the cannabis plant. So uh, this country and the NFL has come a long way because you know, who would have this five years ago? Right. <laughs> but it, 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 it has a long way to go. Well, it, it,
2: it, and even just five years ago, the only story you'd hear about this was Ricky Williams' story and him talking about his sabbatical and so forth.
0: Well, you know, Ricky Williams, let history be the judge of that. And I believe in 10, 15 years, he's going to be looked at as a pioneer and a trendsetter. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks, oh, he only gave up his career for marijuana or whatever. No, he was trying to help, his, help himself, heal his body. Because... He was taking hits, and that was one of the things that helped his body besides, you know, the Innocent, the Naperson, the Oxycontin, the Percocet. He did something that's natural, has no negative side effects, no addiction uh, addiction problems with it or what have you. He did it. I think he's going to be one of the leading, uh, when you look back on it, you know, if there's ever a Mount Rushmore of cannabis in in sports, he's going to be on there.
2: Yeah, and... How much convincing is this going to take for other players? Are the players behind this, they get it? Or are there some that still hold on yeah, to Reefer and, Madness?
0: There, there are some. yeah, Because, you know, uh, uh, I know how the NFL is, and, but it, it, it is it a microcosm of society? So you do have your evangelicals, conservatives in there. But then what about the rest of the players? You know, I know how much players smoke, but right now players are educated. And so there are a lot of guys that are smoking for medicinal purposes, instead of being on that pharmaceutical reg- regiment that you start in freaking July and you end in December, hmm. supposedly you end in December. Yeah, unless you make it in the playoffs, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> in the playoffs, but listen, you've been taking these things that have making you feel good. You're gonna take them in March. You're gonna take them in April. You're gonna take them all the way through. Yeah. You know, and this is something that the NFL's biggest issue to me is opiates, not not marijuana. You know, they, they understand that. They know that you're dealing with 20, 21, 22 year old guys coming out of college. They know a certain percentage of them are, are, are smoking. Pass that one test. NFL doesn't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. NFL wants to get serious. And if any major league sports wants to get serious about saying we don't want our guys to smoke marijuana, do random unannounced drug tests. Yeah. <laughs> and take the hair follicles. Right. <laughs> right. That'd be tougher for but, you, but. <laughs> but yeah. But you would, see, see if you can fill the team that side. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, af- <laughs> I often make the joke that uh, the NBA doesn't uh, drug test its athletes in the offseason because they still want to field five guys for a team. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know, NFL, uh, NHL, and even Major League Baseball. You know, it's not that really a a, a big deal with them. The biggest thing should be uh, HGH and the performing enhancing drugs, not this benign plant to me. You know, this is something that is coming. Uh, And so these guys can take our product instead of taking something that's pharmaceutical-based.
2: Yeah. Well said. Marvin Washington, thanks for sitting down with us. And give folks some uh, contact information for the company and more information that they might need if they want to learn more about this.
0: Uh, Just go to HipMed Sports and Medical Marijuana, Inc., and you can look on the website. Uh, We also have a a, a website called uh, treatcte.org that uh, is dealing with chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And then just holler at me on Twitter.
2: In right on! <laughs> I'll follow you right after the right after the interview. Thanks so much, right, thank and uh, and uh, go big blue. Go! Blue. Black Black.
1: <laughs> so is everybody having a good time here? All right, all right. So I would like to introduce Mr. Marvin Washington, who's going to take a microphone. Oh, you want me
0: to do my own interview? Yeah, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna okay, to have him. Let me take your mic then. Okay, there we go. Okay. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm Marvin Washington. Uh, played in the NFL for 11 years. Picked up a Super Bowl ring with the Broncos in, in, in 98. And They had a pretty good year this year. And uh, I, I came about this through, you know, I consider myself a, a CTE concussion advocate because uh, I've learned about, you know, the CBD that acts as a neuroprotectant, and I've Written about uh, CBD and THC uh, in the Huffington Post, New York Times. Been in A Rod's deal with the uh, uh, Players Tribune talking about this. And I definitely want to, you know, I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir here and everybody knows the benefits of THC and CBD, but I just want to, you know, keep spreading the word and getting this, you know, into the athletic field and, and, and form and have athletes. Get educated on this and knowing the benefits of it. And if there's uh, ever a sport, and if, if there's ever a sport that needs to be with, experimenting with THC and, and CBD as a pain relief, it's football. And that's why I'm here because I have too many of my teammates and ex-teammates and peers that are suffering from, you know, the NFL's industrial disease, which is CTE, and also they're dealing with opiate addiction, and so I definitely want to change that, and that's why I'm here. (laughs) Let me do the announcement? Go ahead. Okay.
1: Okay, and next up, Ricky Williams, Heisman Trophy winner from Texas.
3: Got some Saints fans out there, huh? Yeah. So I, I just I just want to do a, a brief introduction here. I want to first say that I that I'm uh, very happy and I'm and I'm proud to be here in the state of Texas talking about cannabis. And I think it's um I think it's it's been far too long, and thank goodness the time has come. And so I want to thank you all for being here, showing your support. Um and, and you know, my my story with with cannabis in, in the NFL is is pretty well covered. Um, it's, it's pretty well covered. And, you know, I, I think what brings me here are a couple of things. One is I think I share a, a similar story to, to a lot of people. And it's, it's something, you know, it's sometimes in life you have to make choices that aren't popular choices, but you know in your heart it's the best choice for you. Sometimes you have to deal with the consequences. And I think it's, it's brave souls like myself and like you out there who are willing to deal with the consequences and keep moving forward are the reason that we're able to meet here and, and talk about cannabis today. And I, I think, as Marvin touched on, there, there's so many great, great benefits that we can all attest for. But to, to be realistic and, and to be responsible, I think we have to look at, look at the plant and look at the, the pros and the cons. And so the reason I'm here really is about... I'm all about research. I'm about finding out as much information as we can, and, and getting the medicine in the hands of the people that need it the most. And and I agree. You know, my 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 brothers, the people I I went to war with on Sundays, my my teammates. I see far too many suffering from being in pain all the time, from being confused, from not having an idea, from not believing that there's anything out there that can that can help them, from opiate addiction. Uh, my my big thing is, you know. Pain is, is part of life, but suffering doesn't have to be. And if we can find a way to, to help people suffering from anything, uh, let's, let's do it. I think that's our responsibility as human beings. So I look forward to talking to you guys more during the panel. So thank you.
1: And the third participant in our panel, Mr. Jim McMahon.
4: Howdy, everybody. It's great to be back in Fort Worth. Um, I've been coming here 35 years for the David O'Brien banquet, so I've, I've met a lot of great people here. I love coming here, and especially this weekend. I think it's, uh, it's about time the, the nation opens their eyes and figures out this is not a drug. You know, it's a, it's a healing herb, and how, how it gets lumped in with cocaine and heroin and everything else is ridiculous. It's helped, it's helped millions of people, and it's going to continue to help millions of people. Uh, i 've been a supporter of it long before it was even thought about being legalized, so uh, I played fifteen years in the NFL and they fed me more painkillers and more They shot me with more stuff that i don 't even know what it was uh, none of that none of that really helped, but this did it helped me sleep it helped me get over my pain and i'm i 'm not ashamed to to be up here talking about it. I, I look forward to the day when it 's legalized everywhere in this country, and I think we'll be a lot better off if we get off these pharmaceuticals so Thank you guys for coming, and we'll be up here uh, taking questions. So thank you guys very much.
1: All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, Marvin, I know that you have a very big announcement to make. Um, can we have you grab one of those microphones, either either there or here?
0: Um,
1: okay. Okay. So just one one quick, very big announcement.
0: Yeah, I want to uh, make an announcement. Uh, as I said, I'm a CTE, a concussion advocate, in CBD and THC, knowing, knowing the benefits of it. And I've had so many uh, peers of mine and, and current players, because I'm, I'm still around the game, that have asked me, you know, what is out there and what, what can we take? Uh, and I told them, pers- from, from our perspective, help was underway. Well, today I want to announce that uh, Medical Marijuana, Inc. is, is, is launching Med Sports and we're going to have the first product to meet all the qualifications for a world uh, anti-doping for a cannabis product. And it, it has, I mean, that's kind of big, guys. <laughs> uh, it's going to have no THC in it, and the 207 banned substance on the world anti-doping list is not there, so that means every athlete in, in the four major leagues, uh, college athletes and high school athletes can take this product. There's going to be a water product, there's going to be a pill, there's going to be a cream for, for, for joints and what have you, and it's definitely going to help uh, older ex-players like myself that, that wake up every morning with the, with the creeps and bumps, but uh, we're launching this product in March. Uh, one of the things that we're going to do, uh, have a program for the athletes that cannot afford it, we're going to give it to them. But we definitely are going to have a... <laughs> we're definitely going to have a, a, a program for... Ex-athletes and current athletes, and so as early as next year, you're going to have current athletes in all four major league sports that's using the cannabis-based product, and that's the announcement. Thank you.
1: Doesn't get any better than that. So. I think what we'll do is we'll kind of pass along some questions, and why don't you tell us about the NFL's pain relief and pain management protocol? Who wants to take that one on?
3: I'll start. I'll start. So um, talking about the NFL, so um, when, you, when you have a bump or a bruise that's, that's bad enough that you go see the trainer, because I learned in my career that uh, it's a waste of time to go see the trainer, because when you, when you see the doctor, you, you sit down and, then say, you have a knee injury... He'll manipulate your knee and make sure that it's, you know, it's it's sturdy enough. And then basically he'll give you strong anti-inflammatories and say take one of these every night before you go to bed. And if the coach gives you a hard time because you're not giving 100%, tell him that you, you're clear to go half speed. So basically they just give you pills. And I remember for me one day I was sitting in the training room watching my, the players and the team come in one by one each guy getting a pill from the doctor, and I realized, wow, we have to take pills on a daily basis just to practice. And that's when I promised myself, you know, i got to find a different way because I know if I have to take these pills every day to practice, it's not going to be good for my body when I'm done playing.
0: You know, and I kind of want to, you know, uh, expound on that because he's right about the pills. There's a pharmaceutical regimen that guys get into starting in training camp And it ends at the uh, end of the season, most of the time. Uh, You know, you have to take the anti-inflammatory starting during the week just to get through the practices and what have you. And and then for the game, they're going to give you pain blockers. Uh, I know Toradol was big when I played. Uh, I I know some teams abandoned, but some teams are still doing it. And then after the game, you're taking the pain pills. And then you start this over again. And you're doing this up from 16 to to, to 18 to 22 weeks. So that's why we want to get guys... Uh, off the pharmaceuticals and get them on a plant-based uh get them on some plant-based products because as i've said before and this is one thing that i keep preaching is i've seen guys leave the game addicted to pharmaceuticals but i've never seen a guy leave the game addicted to marijuana
4: now when i first came into the league you'd walk into the locker room and there'd be literally bowls of pills uppers downers you know for whatever mood you were in you could take whatever you wanted and they were freely given out uh, I, tried, I tried to get off them I couldn't uh, I played for 15 years I had 18 surgeries so I, was, I was pretty much eating painkillers all my whole career uh, I, I couldn't sleep I was having a lot of trouble sleeping um, you're, you're um, going to the bathroom those things will lock you up you don't, you don't go to the bathroom for weeks at a time it, it's not good for you but I've never had any side effects, smoking herb or, or eating the uh, edibles. I mean, it's a, it's like I said earlier, it's a, it's a it's a medicinal herb. It's not a drug. And finally, if we can get over the stigma of that, I think we'll be a lot better off in this country.
1: Great. Okay, so here's a, a question that you probably don't get asked that often, but what percentage of NFL players do you feel really take cannabis medic- medicinally or recreationally.
3: So the, the question is what percentage of players use cannabis medicinally or recreationally? Mm-hmm. Well, so, uh, you know, for me, I think with people who aren't as educated and I think most players in the NFL are not as educated. Um, I don't think a lot of people really recognize the difference between recreational and, and medicinal. I mean, again, when I played and, and I got in trouble with cannabis it was over 10 years ago, and for me, you know, I'd get home, I'd get home from practice in the evening, and my body would be hurting, and my mind would be racing, thinking about, thinking about the game, and for me, I would use cannabis just to, to relax, to chill, and to allow myself to get some sleep, and to allow my body to recover. But everyone, all the information I was getting from the NFL, from my coaches, from my teammates, is that I was using it recreationally. And so I think that's one of the reasons it, it's important to get, edu- to get the information out there so people can be educated so they know for themselves. Am I, am I using this medicinally or recreationally?
0: And one thing I want to say is this guy sitting next to me, uh, I think in 15 and 20 years we're going to look back, we're, we're, we're going to see him as a trendsetter and a pioneer, and we were wrong. <laughs> And I call him the father of, 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 of cannabis and sports backstage, and I believe that, that he is. Uh, what percentage of guys use it? You know, I know a lot of guys smoke it recreationally. I can't put a percentage on that. But guys have, this is the information agent, guys have much more information than we have when I played. And I believe, and I know some, some guys that, that, that vape and, and take edibles until, instead of taking those pharmaceuticals. Because those, like like you said, all the side effects that, that are there and they're addictive... You don't want to do that for seven days a week for 16 16 or 17 weeks. So I know some guys, they come home on Wednesday, they have dinner, and then they go watch, study their film, and they, and, they, and they vape or take an edible, and then they wake up the next morning and they go to practice. There's no side effect. But you wake up the next morning, you have to take, coat your stomach and and, and, and take get something to eat, and then you have to take your pharmaceuticals. Uh, there are small percentage of guys that, that are educated in doing it medicinally, but I believe that's going to grow and change.
4: And like I said earlier, this plant has been demonized so bad back in the 40s and 50s, and how it got lumped in with cocaine and, and uh, heroin is, is beyond me. But uh, it's a like I said, it's a medicinal herb. You know, it, it, It's a very pliable product. It can, it can make clothes. It can make rope. It can make you feel better. And that's, that's the reason we're here, because we all feel a lot better now that we've, we've gotten off the pharmaceuticals and doing something that's grown naturally. It grows naturally everywhere in the world. And, and, and there's a lot of products. Cocaine plant. Cocaine plant's not bad for you. It's when man gets a hold of it and puts chemicals in it, it becomes bad. But this stuff, is it's, it's naturally grown everywhere in the world. And if God didn't want you to have it, he wouldn't have put it here. So enjoy it.
1: I think everybody here is all about breaking down stereotypes. We've seen children, infants, uh, people around the world who are benefiting from this plant that has been around for a long, long time. Um, how would you advise people um, to get over those stereotypes of being associated with cannabis?
0: Well, just be around it, because some of the stereotypes and negative connotation is, you know, somebody that's, that smokes marijuana or uses it is, is lazy, unmotivated, unfocused, uh, and, and all those other things. And that comes from, like, like, like Jim said, from the 30s and 40s and for madness and all that. But, you know, I know plenty of athletes that, that smoke marijuana since they were in high school. I smoked marijuana when I was in high school, and I was able to hold down a job. I was able to go to college Uh, and be able to sacrifice and and do the hard work to get to the NFL, I haven't seen a lazy, unfocused guy. Uh, And so, you know, just being around guys and and us getting the word out, it it, it changes that, and I believe it is changing. I believe there is a movement in in this country because I think we're kind of behind on the research of, 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 of of the cannabis plant, and so we need to get up to speed.
3: And I think, I think a big part of, of overcoming the stereotype is, is people just being more outspoken and being themselves. You know, I, I think what, what hampered me for a long time is I started to believe the stereotypes, even when I was using. And, and, uh, when I, and I didn't really start using cannabis until I got traded to the, to the Dolphins in 2002. And, uh, and I wasn't using a whole bunch. I was really using it to, to medicate and to deal with playing in the NFL. And that year I led the NFL in rushing. And so, it, it, you know, I started to overcome the stereotype myself. And I, I think the biggest thing to overcome the stereotype is stop believing it and start, and start living something different. And I think if, you know, I think if we open our minds and uh, we're willing to, to put our necks out there and be ourselves, I think we'll prove to ourselves that we're okay and we'll prove how wonderful this, this plant is and also I think we'll show other people.
4: Now, there's no document, documented cases of cannabis killing anybody. But there's plenty of documentation about these pharmaceuticals that kill hundreds of thousands of people a year. And all they do is take them off the market. They don't even get a slap on the wrist. So this, uh, I mean, this, is, this is the way to go. It's natural. It, like I said, enjoy it, because I certainly have.
1: All right. Now here's a little more serious question. If you could advise the NFL on cannabis use or cannabis policy, what would you say?
4: say let them have it. Get get them off these damn pills that everybody's taking. They're ridiculous. I was eating over 100 Percocets a month even after I retired. I couldn't get out of bed without taking some pills. And uh, as soon as I retired, I had had my whole body tested, my liver functions, my kidneys, and everything else. And luckily, they, they weren't that bad. But now it's... They're, uh, they're like a newborn now since I've been off those pills for 20 years. Exactly.
0: And like I said earlier during the introduction, if there's ever a sport that needs to, you know, exp- have use or experiment with, with cannabis for pain relief, it's football. And I have spoken to our, you know, players' union, NFL, uh, PA, and whenever there is a dangerous industry, and, and I believe football is a dangerous industry, it's the union that that, that leads the way on uh, making uh, on the safety issues. And I've talked to them about having they have something called TUES, which is temporary use exemption, and they let the players use uh, banned substance like Adderall and, and Ritalin. Why not try it with the teams that are in Oregon and, and, and Colorado with some of the players there? Because I know some of the players for those teams. Are, are using marijuana, but, but let's see if, if we can do it medicinally for these guys. That, you know, that's a start, and then see how it works out and follow the signs. I,
3: I, think, at, I think at the very least two things. Uh, you know, I think they need to change the, the drug program. Um, you know, someone like me who I, I always felt like I was a, a good person, an upstanding citizen, but I got into the NFL's drug program and I felt like a, I felt like a criminal. So, you know, I think they need to change that program. I think it's important for people that do have an issue, but I think sometimes people like me who don't have an issue get, get tied up in it and almost ruin my career. So I think they need to look at the drug program, not make it so punitive, um, to look for people that really need help and offering them the help. And I think the second thing is NFL has enough money that they should be, they should be in, out in front doing research on how, on how cannabis can help with, with brain trauma and pretty much any other kind of
1: injuries. <laughs>
4: One of the most ridiculous statements I keep hearing is that uh, it's a gateway drug. You know, I've never, I've never smoked a joint or, or had an edible that made me want to stick a needle in my arm or take something else. It, it's, a, it's a ridiculous statement, and, and hopefully that'll go away pretty soon. Okay.
1: So. Do you feel that the NFL is doing everything that they possibly can to help current and former players? Oh, I. No.
4: <laughs> they really don't care once you're out of the league, and that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, there's guys, plenty of guys, that are out there hurting right now. I've had three teammates myself commit suicide because of the problems they had. Uh, I, myself, was contemplating that at, at a certain time, but I found doctors in New York that actually figured out what was wrong with my head, so I, I know I'm not crazy now, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, we're heading in the right direction. As long as we keep this momentum going and get, uh, get the information to the people that really need it, I think we're, we're heading in the right direction.
0: You know, the thing is, is that Roger Goodell always wants to say, protect the shield, you know, but... You can't have former players, you know, dealing with these mood and behavior disorders and, and addicted to the opiates and leading all the way up until suicide. You know, we're part of the NFL family, and NFL, you know, he always wants to say they want to follow the science. Well, like Ricky said, you know, they have enough capital to lead the science and to make a difference in, in in people and players' lives, ex-players' lives. Thank
1: you. And as, as Jim mentioned, many are suffering from CTE. And I think the news media is doing a great job at creating awareness about CTE. But there's a second step. What can you do about CTE? Uh, so you grab that microphone, Marvin. You go for it. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's not my... I'm
0: sorry about that, guys. But, <laughs> you know, like I said, the NFL needs to follow the signs. And the government has a patent for it. And one of the, co- the companies that's under uh, Medical Marijuana, Inc., uh, has that patent and it has shown that C B D ha- acts as a neuroprotectant and antioxidant for for the brain. And so uh, the NFL has an industrial disease and they still haven't done anything about it. You know, everybody's talking about the concussion lawsuit and the money that the player's gonna get out of there, but it doesn't cover CTE. The lawyers wrote that out. So the NFL wants to grow their game, be the number game keep being the number one sport, they're gonna have to do something about their safety issue, which is CTE. And if the cure is a, can, a chemical out the cannabis plant, then I think they need to get behind it and, and lead the science on this deal and not follow it.
4: Well, I'm sure I have CT, I, I, so I'm not worried about it now. But uh, Because CT is caused by your, your spinal fluid that's free-floating in your brain. It's not supposed to be up there. You know, the spinal fluid is supposed to flush all the uh, carcinogens and sit stuff out of your brain and let it you know, go through the, the whole cycle. And when it's not flowing properly and it's just pooling in your brain, that's what starts eating away at your brain. So my doctors in New York have found out this problem. They, I actually talked to Roger Goodell. I talked to the NFLPA about these doctors, and they didn't want to have anything to do with them for whatever reason. And I said, these guys have been doing this research for 15 years. They figured out what's going on in the brain. Why? why, uh, um, I'm losing my train of thought here. All these diseases of the brain ALS dementia all these kind of things are related because of the spinal fluid problem and when you when your spinal fluid is not flowing that 's what 's going to cause these problems that 's what 's going to cause this stuff to sit in your brain, in your brain and start eating away at it so you know they can 't reverse the damage that 's been done to me, but at least they can keep me from having the suicidal thoughts having the, the sharp pains in my head. I have to go back every two months uh, back to new york so it's it's it 's time consuming and it's cost it's cost it's not very cost effective hopefully there'll be more doctors around that around the nation soon that can do these procedures that these guys do for me i mean it's very it's it's non-invasive it takes me longer to lay on this chiropractor's table and get in the right angle where they they put this thing it's like a drill bit behind my ear and it vibrates the bone just enough to to move the stuff out of my head i had a broken neck at some point in my career nobody told me about so that's one of my blockages my um, C1 and 2 are twisted 25 degrees. It's literally choking off the, the spinal fluid. And these guys figured that out. And I told I told the NFL about it. They don't care. They just they don't seem to care. Do,
1: do you have a comment? Yeah, I about? mean, you know,
3: it, everyone's talking about it. I mean, the, with CTE and, and, and all these diseases they're finding with retired football players, Everyone's talking about what they can do to prevent it in the future, but, but no one's talking about treatment. And I think it's unfortunate that, you know, we've sacrificed our bodies, our lives. Yeah, we got paid not as much as the NFL did, but we sacrificed so much. I think, it's, I think the NFL needs to, needs to do more to take care of, to take care of its players.
1: Absolutely. So, there is a compound in cannabis, uh, which is CBD, and as Marvin had mentioned, it is an antioxidant and a neuroprotectant. Um, what is your experience with CBD use?
0: Well, I want to cover the cannabis, the CBD and THC. Like I said, I smoked in, in, in high school, uh, at THC for recreationally, but I just, I'm, right now, I'm on a CBD regimen because... Um, I told a buddy a couple months ago, I, I believe we all had it to, to a certain extent, uh, you know, and one of the things that gave me pause is is Frank Gifford, you know, when it came out that he had it, that kind of gave, gave me pause because, you know, you can't tell the story of the NFL without Frank Gifford, but he had a great career post-football, and if he had it, what hope is it for, for us? But... I'm on CBD, and, and I hope that we can get the research and, and, and behind this deal, man, and a cannabis plant. And I don't know if anybody knows, it. I just found out today that, 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 that the United States government has sent over $500 million out the country for cannabis research. That, that money needs to stay here, and it needs to be uh, rescheduled. Make America great again, right but <laughs> that that money needs to be stay here and it needs to be re- researched and let 's see the benefits of the cannabis plant.
3: So I currently I currently live in Austin, Texas, and because of the laws it 's not something that you know I can read as much as I, as much as I want so uh, i've been making i 've been making pretty regular trips to, to California to to learn more and actually use CBD I mean One of the things, I I did a a good job the last half of my career, you know, doing yoga, receiving a lot of body work, taking taking care of myself, and so I've been doing all right, but just in the past six or seven months, I've been getting tingling sensations down my arm and and pain in my neck, and so um, I've really made it a point to to look at all the options of what I can do to take care of myself. I mean, I'm only 38, and I plan to live at least another 30 or 40 years, so.
4: Damn, you're a young kid, ain't you? (laughs) We actually have a cannabinoid a receptor in our brain. Why is it up there if we, we're not supposed to be using it?
1: Absolutely. So um, I have to ask, if you had to do it all over again, would you? In football? Would you pursue your career in football?
4: Oh, I'd, I'd definitely do it again. I mean, now that I know what's going to happen to me, but... Uh, I think the problem is a lot of guys get misdiagnosed. You know, when you don't get the proper diagnosis, you know, it's gonna there's gonna be problems in the future. And a lot of times, guys, they don't get the proper advice or, or the proper diagnosis. And when that when that happens, it's just gonna be trouble down the line. That's and you see it day in and day out with the ex NFL guys.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I would I would do it over again. I mean. I, you know, I look at all the wonderful things in my, in my life that wouldn't be in my life if it, if it wasn't for football. And it's a game I love. Uh, I mean, I still, I still on, on normal Sundays, I, have, I play flag football with a bunch of my friends. And so it, it's, it's in my blood. Um, I think, you know, I think I would have taken better care of myself earlier in my career. Um, and I probably would have used cannabis earlier in my career. Um, but I definitely would have done it, done it again.
0: Yeah, let me say that, you know, I, I would definitely do it again. And me speaking out and us speaking out, we're not trying to get rid of football. We're just trying to make it safer uh, and, and get the information out. And the one thing that I wish I just had is, is more information, because when I played, there was no concussion protocol. Uh, guys didn't know the, the, the negative side effects of, of that. the plane blockers that we were given. Toradol. If you read the side effects, f- effects of that, it shouldn't even be in the market. And this is something that the line was from, from across the stage before the game with guys lining up getting those shots like an epidura in their, in their back to go out there and play. I just wish I had, you know, more information, but I would definitely do it again. Uh, and I'm a, like I said, I'm a football fan. I love football. I grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan and was fortunate enough to play in the NFL. And I'm pro football uh, at all levels. Uh, so, yeah, I would do it again.
1: And that's... So for those of us who haven't experienced a concussion, can you explain in your words what that feels like to go through a concussion?
4: You just get pretty foggy. <laughs> a lot of lot of uh, headaches and uh, you just, you, you can't function properly. You know, your, your equilibrium's off, everything's off and it's just, uh, you know, it goes away eventually. But if you continue to play with stuff like that, it, you know, it's just going to com- compound itself and... Like I said, the the longer you go without the proper treatment, it's just going to get worse.
3: Yes, I mean, you know, I, I experienced a bunch of concussions, and it's unfortunate, but I think especially linebackers, running backs, some safeties, you know, it happens so often that you just you just kind of get used to it. Um, and you know, some of my worst concussions, and I probably shouldn't laugh about it, but I remember I was in college, and we were we were playing Missouri, and I, I jumped over jumped over the line of scrimmage to fake on the end zone, like I had the ball, and I hit, bumped heads with the, with the linebacker. And I went back to the sideline, and I could have swore I was in the middle of a video game, um, you know, because the, 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 the new video games, they look so much like the real stadiums. So I was sitting down on the bench having deja vu like I'd experienced the whole game before in a video game. So it, it, concussions can really, can really mess you up. And, and I think they're extremely important, and I think it's important to educate players on what it feels like to have a concussion. Because like I said, you I started training camp on the second day. I, my bell is rung, and I have a headache for about a week and a half, and then I think eventually sometime in the season it, it, it goes away. So it, it's a serious issue that, that I think players need to take more seriously, and I think the NFL needs to take more seriously.
0: It's the same thing. Uh, you're talking about that headache during training camp, you know, and it went away after a week. Well, Try having your hand in the dirt and being on the defense line, and you're hitting, you're banging your head every day. And so they used to call it and, and just getting your bell rung. That happened with me damn near every day that I was in full pads, you know, because those are the sub-concussions. The big concussions, I've had two – well, three of them. They only told me about two of them. I mean, yeah, they only told me about two of them. But this is something – they have the concussion protocol, but we saw some cracks in there this year. But it needs to be a collaborative effort from coaches – officials, the spotter up in the bench, and most of all, the guy's teammates, you know, just like uh, the quarterback that was concussed and his teammate helped him up. Well, he should have been telling him, you know, we we appreciate what you're doing out here, big guy, but, you know, I want to see you, you know, in in your 40s and 50s and having a quality life. We got to get you out of here, you know, because you're already tough by signing up and playing football. Don't play through a concussion.
1: Now, you all have been a great inspiration to this country and to a lot of young kids that, that love the sport. I've actually heard uh, advice from one of the doctors that was on the news, and he said, just don't have your kids play football. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen in this country. Uh, what would you recommend as far as improving safety for the youth in football?
4: Well, I don't think they should put helmets and pads on until they're at least in high school, because their they're necks... Their necks are not strong enough for that, because you can't you can't have head trauma without some neck trauma too, and people don't realize that there's you know once you get past the brain there's a lot of stuff that's keeping that brain up there, and when those things are out of alignment you're going to have problems. So I I'd, I'd stick them to flag football until they got, at least got to high school, and then I'd have every one of them I'd have them in an MRI machine and get a get a look at their head and their neck and see what what a normal head and neck should look like and if they're out of whack at all, don't let them play I mean, it's, it's tough but it's, you're better off not playing and, and, and being able to live than trying to go through that a lot of, a lot of these young kids are dying on, in high school football because their necks and their heads are, are just not strong enough
3: so, you know for me, I mean I have a 13 year old son who who plays football um, he plays at a small private school so I'm not too worried no, but uh, but seriously, uh, you know it's it's a dangerous game, and I and I think everyone up here can attest to it. Not it's not for everyone. Not everyone can play football, and especially not everyone can play in the NFL. And I really believe you know the ones of us who are able to, to be successful and to make it to the NFL, we're we're a different breed. And I think that's why that's why we're here today. Because to me, it's not about taking the game away from us. It's about one finding a way to make it safer, and two finding more innovative ways to take care of us after we go through it i think one of the things that's not talked about is in order to play football especially in the nfl you have to have an amazing capacity to heal because if you can't recover after a game and get back out there for practice on wednesday you're not going to make it very long and i think we talk way too much about what's wrong with us and our concussions and we don't talk enough about our capacity to heal
0: I agree with both of them, and, and I'm with Jim about when you're putting the helmets on. And my ideal, and, and it's something that I've bantered about, is start these kids, you know, off and let them play football because football is a complicated game. But put them in leather helmets like they did back in the 40s and 50s, and that, that way you take away, take the head out the game. And then you have maybe a, a rugby coach that comes in there like Pete Curl does. I believe Seattle Seahawks had the, the least missed tackles of any team in the NFL because they have a rugby coach that comes in and show those guys how to tackle. And it's not leading with the head. You know, the guys put on that helmet, and they sometimes it can be used they think it's a weapon because you look at Odell Beckham and the deal he had this year with the three personal foul, he was launching himself head first at this guy, so he was using his helmet. Take the head... Out the game of, of, for youth football, and I believe maybe they can put the pads on in 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 high school and junior high because your brain and your neck doesn't stop de- well, a, p- particularly your brain doesn't stop developing until you're 21 years old. And these guys, high school guys and, and junior high kids, are, they're they're out there emulating what they see at the pro level, and they're trying to bring it, you know. But you take the helmet off, and you're going to take the head out. You take that help, take the head out the game. Put them in leather helmets and teach them how to tackle, teach them how, you know, fundamentals, teach them how to catch and run, because you can do all that without the helmet.
1: All right. So, you would let your kids play football. Would you let your kids use cannabis while they play football?
4: I told all my kids when they were younger I'd rather them do that than drink. Because you can't, you can't function when you're drunk. You can still function when you're... You're a little stout.
0: Well, the most dangerous thing about the, can- the cannabis plant is being caught with it, it's particularly here in these Bible Belt states. Uh, I have a son that, that's, that's up in the CFL, and he's on a CBD regiment right now, you know, and, and some fish oils because he has, I have more information he has more information. But like I said, this is a, a plant that the creator put here. Uh, and there's a lot more dangerous things out there that that, that, that they can take, and, and that's, that's legal, supposedly, going from your prescription drugs to your alcohol. Uh, those are the things that are eating up the fabrics of America, the pre- prescription drugs and alcohol. Um, there was a friend of mine who was debating a sheriff down in, in Florida, and he asked him, how many domestic violence calls have you been on? And he says so hundreds. And how many of them have alcohol t- tied to him? He was up in the 90%. But how many of you go to a domestic violence call and has cannabis or weed associated? And that was at zero. So there's a lot more dangerous things they can do than uh, take cannabis.
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I'd be a, a hypocrite if my son came up to me and, and said he wanted to use cannabis and I told him no. But what I will say is, is I'm a firm believer that not everything is for everyone. And so if it's something that worked well with, with my children and, and I saw them doing well with it, I'm not going to tell them no. But at the same time, that's, that's with anything. you know, If it doesn't work with them, I'm going to say maybe we should try something different. But, but if, if it works for them and they enjoy it and I can see them doing well with it, I'm all for it.
1: So we have a few more minutes. Are there any last words that you would like to share as far as the Cannabis Gridiron Coalition?
4: Oh, I'm just glad that this movement's starting. I mean, it's starting to get, get some momentum because, uh, you know, we, we have to get off the pharmaceuticals. They're just ruining everybody's lives. Uh, and they're, they're pretty damn expensive, too. But this, like I said, this, this, this herb grows everywhere in the world you have a cannabinoid receptor in your brain, you're supposed to be using this. So I'm all for it. I hope everybody else gets on board and and, uh, legalizes this thing everywhere.
3: And yeah, what I want to say before we go is, is, you know, think back to to those boring afternoons sitting in history and government class. You know, we talked about how African-Americans, how women had to fight so hard for the right to vote. And I, you know, I think, I feel like for me, I've always been kind of on like the outside, on the fringes of, of society and the way that normal people function. And, and now that, you know, cannabis initiatives are, are making it to the ballot, I think it's, it's time for us to step up and to take, it, take advantage of what it means to be an American and vote. So I just want to invite everyone out here, you know, like inform yourself, educate yourself. And when you get a chance, step up. You know, it might take an afternoon, but get out there and vote. It's important.
0: I feel the same way. I kind of feel like I'm preaching to the choir here, but, you know, this is a movement that's happening across the country. Um, 23 states have it, you know, medically, and a couple states have it it recreationally, but I think that's going to, more states are going to fall in line this year, and within five years, uh, I think every state is going to either have it decriminalized, or uh, it has to be rescheduled. That's, That's ultimately what I want, and, you know, we have to, don't get you know, complacent or whatever, step up, educate yourself and follow the signs because this is a movement, it's happening, so let's keep it going. And I'm happy that it's here in, in Texas. Who would have thought this?
1: <laughs> all right. And how how do we keep the conversation starting with you? You're all from different parts of, of the country. Um, do you have a foundation do you do you have some contact information you'd like to give a shout out to
3: yeah i mean i'm on i'm on social media i'm on <laughs> i 'm on Twitter and uh, instagram but and also i'm doing work with my foundation the Ricky Williams Foundation and you know we're really stepping out in front and finding finding ways to get medicine in, in people's hands that can't afford it in places where they where they have access to it. So you can, you can follow what I'm doing on, uh, uh, online at the RickyWilliamsFoundation.org.
0: Uh, you know, I'm on social media. You can follow me on IG, MWASH52. <laughs> but I'm on Twitter also. But uh, getting out and promoting it, and, and now we have this division up from Medical Marijuana called Hemp Med Sports. And I definitely want to get with, with Ricky, what he's doing. And there. there's another guy that's not here, Cal Turley, and with Jim, because there's strength in numbers. And you know, people look up to, to athletes and, and they, they admire the sacrifice and what we did. but let's, let's show them this way, and let's show them that this plant uh, has medicinal benefits and was put here for, for our benefit. So let's use it and get, a, get the word out, man. Let's, let's, let's just keep this thing going, because I certainly am, and I'm going to get a coalition of, of athletes behind this deal, and we're going to have some strength in numbers.
4: Well, I'm not on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. I think my girlfriend does it for me, but I, I still got a flip phone, so I don't do any of that crap. But I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't have any problem opening my mouth in front of reporters and and, and talking about you know certain things. And uh, I look forward to the challenge, and, and uh, I'm not ashamed of it. Like I said earlier, this is this has been part of my life for a long time, and it's going to be till I die. So uh, hopefully everybody will get on board, and and and. Realize the benefits of this plant and um, we'll be a lot better off in this country. Thanks a guy. Thank you guys for coming out.
3: Patrick Moran, Scott Beer, Mark Slough, awesome. and Jack so Jim McMahon, uh, Russ Belville from, from Cannabis Brown. Radio. Uh, we Beard. talked
2: a lot about the NFL and the, the brass, you know, not being so hip on this medical marijuana thing. Uh, you played for Coach Ditka. He's on this board for
4: Gridiron Cannabis. How are the coaches and the team doctors
2: reacting actually, to this?
4: Uh, I to think the coaches the are, United you know, States a lot of the be coaches be are old food, school. Food, so it's, food, this is all food, new to food, them. Food, I'm right. glad we'll Ditka's involved. Um, you know, he's been a, a leader in a lot of different ways. So, have him on board is great. I think Kyle Turley has talked to him quite a bit about it. And, you know, he used to just yell at us, go, oh, "You bunch of bot smokers!" Yeah, that's why you need water, you know. But I, I think he's finally realizing it's it's not a drug. You know, it's a medicinal herb. Like I was talking about, I've been talking about it for months now, and. Uh, how it gets lumped in with all those other drugs is, is ridiculous. It was mentioned in the uh, on the panel about parents
2: becoming concerned about CTE and concussions. Do you think medical cannabis can save the NFL?
4: Can save football from these fears? Well, it's not going to stop CTE. I mean, if, if you got a problem like I have, and you and you got that fluid floating around up there, it's going to eat away at the brain. So that that's not going to stop it. I don't, and I don't know whether or not cannabis. It's not going to reverse any effects because uh, once the brain's eaten away, it's gone. So but it definitely helps it it helps me because i'll get shooting pains i'll get i'll go weeks at a time not getting out of bed and that's when i know i got to go back to see the doc does that does that impact your life in not being able to travel everywhere you'd like to travel because of the prohibition well that that's definitely hurts Yeah, but uh i've been fortunate enough when i've traveled they they found it twice in my golf bag forgot it was in there but uh i showed them my medical card and said look this is they said, well, it's not legal here. And I said, well, I'm leaving here, so should be fine.
2: Well, that's good news. I'm glad you didn't get into legal trouble with that. Thank you for what you're doing and all the entertainment you brought us on Sundays. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Jim. Well, there you go, folks. Some of the most favorite interviews I've ever done. I'm such a big football fan that... Uh, Big thanks go out to Kim Prince and the people out there at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo for hosting me. Also, my thanks to Sean McAllister and DFW Normal, Dabin Adam, Andy, and all the crew out there who are always, always so gracious to me when I travel out there to Dallas. Unfortunately, that's all I've got for you today because, like I say, I'm recording this for you at the uh, airport sitting in baggage claim. <laughs> getting this recorded because i won't be able to make it back to the studio in time to produce the show so don't worry uh we'll have more shows coming up for you another pre-record show tomorrow with more highlights from the southwest cannabis conference and expo because i will be getting a colonoscopy yay for me for everyone here at roll j studios PDX international airport cannabis radio dot com i'm radical Buzz. thanks for joining us and until next time take care of each other tokers
0: this is the Russ Bellville Show. The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. You take a seat, you plant it, you grow it, you giant, you're it, you're smoking. <save origins> you take a seat, you plant it, you grow it, you giant, you're rodent, you're smoking. You take a seat, you plant it, you're growing it.